Uh, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, nerds, whatever the case may be. It is I, Jay, master of nerd foo, and host of the greatest podcast ever recorded anywhere, ever. With me, as always, is my stalwart companion and Lord Commander of the Nerds Watch, Sir Christopher. Today, Chris and I are broadcasting from the wretched hive of scum and villainy that is... Detroit? Actually, Moss Eisley. Oh. On the planet Tatooine. So pull up a stool at the cantina bar and make sure to leave your droids outside because you are just in time for the Just Us Nerds podcast. In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, Just Us Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere, ever. The Just Us Nerds Podcast. Aw, yeah. And we're back. Okay, how you doing, Chris? I'm alright, man, but I gotta tell you something. I hate sand. It gets everywhere. It's coarse, and it's just unpleasant, and I can't believe we're quoting that god-awful movie to start off our podcast, but that's <laughs> that's okay. We actually are, are today's a special show because we are joined, we are, we are legion today. It's not just today. us today, man. We are the, we are, we are joined, we are the nerd legionnaires because we have got with us, we've got Spider-Gwen, we have... As uh, my, my brother previously on the show, Lando, Lando Calrissian, and we have newest addition to the Just Us Nerds podcast, the amazing Amy, yeah, yeah, superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just oh, yeah. you guys All right. Uh, so l- let's dive right in. Uh, l- kind of a little follow-up. Some, some, some yeah, follow-up yeah, I love it when we can do like a, a follow-up on a previous oh, story. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So um, we, we did an interview a while back with uh, this guy named John Crowther, the re- really nice guy. John Crowther, and uh, also an uh, artist he's collaborating with, uh, Del Barris. Uh, they, they do a comic book called Rochelle the Teenage Cockroach. Uh, but we found out in the course of that interview that they are were in the process, John was in the process of developing uh, a story to tell the, uh, the, the biography of this wrestler from the 1980s, uh, Nikolai Volkov. Now, what's great about it is, uh, Nikolai's biography, the way that they want to do it is they're not going to do like a normal written biography. They're doing it as a comic book. So his entire biography is going to be done as a comic book. They thought they thought it would be more fitting so that way they can show the elaborate you know, ways that they went and, and everything that... He, he has an life. interesting story very, too. Very from what it, he, he, con- he was originally from Yugoslavia and he had fled communism to the United States and I guess his, his manager wanted him, or someone wanted him to adopt this per, this wrestling was personality. Vince senior. Was it oh, okay um, to adopt the personality of like this caricature of sort of the Soviet Union kind of Cold War bad guy? And according to John, uh, he, he didn't want to do it. He was saying, I, I, "I've fled communism. Why would I want to glorify that?" Right. And uh, but but they turn it around on them. They said, "Well, no. This is your chance to show how the, bad communism is and how evil it is." Yeah. He's, so technically, he was becoming more of a patriot because he's showing how bad communism is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of by by parodying uh, uh, communism and kind of making it look like evil, he was kind of. Uh, that's his way Helping. of rebelling against it. So, anyway, uh, we found out recently that John just made 
like 200 well, percent they had a kickstarter so yeah. this was done by the fans they, they didn't have enough money to get everything started so they, they actually had a kickstarter we, we actually had it on the show and i i kind of want to say that thanks to our our friends and fans we would just found out that they have more than enough now they've they, reached their goal they see and now they're, they're finally going to be putting out the comic book yeah, yeah. So, so kudos to you, Jonathan. No, congratulations on that, guys. Um, now this is a follow up from something even farther even back. Farther back, yeah. Uh, when we were doing, uh, when we'd gone to MegaCon this year. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Chris, you had you had a little run in with the the, the man the, himself, the, the Batman himself, Mister Kevin Conroy. Right, and if you remember the story. Um, I waited in line to meet Kevin, and the thing about Kevin is he absolutely loves his fans, and um, Kevin, Kevin's been Batman now for what? Almost, like, 15 years, and... He was doing the Batman animated series back when it was, like, in, during the 1990s. Right. So, so when, when I was able to, you know, finally get a chance to meet him, normally when you go to a con, you guys know you gotta pay for photographs, and you gotta pay for autographs. Well, the guy in the line had already said that, um, he's like, you know what, Kevin Conroy absolutely loves his fans, he wants to be around his fans, he wants to take photos with you guys for free. So automatically I was getting photographs. Awesome. No big deal. Well, I walk up to Kevin and the day before, uh, Gwen and I had found an animated series Batman comic book. And it's Batman and Catwoman and stuff like that, and we were cosplaying as Batman and Catwoman actually as that, at that time. And I, I showed it to Kevin, and he looked at it, and the first thing in his mouth, he goes, oh, wow, like that. Like, he's, he was happy to see it. And then I told him, you know, what, what I do for work and everything like that. And he signs it for me, and he, he was really interested in what I, you know, where, where I worked. And so I told him, and he turns around, he goes to his table, he goes, hold on a minute. And I'm like, all right, you know, I, I didn't know what, what, he was, what he was doing. And he shakes my hand, and he puts my money back in my hand. And he says, now nah, you don't have to pay. He goes, thanks, man. Have a great day. And he kind of just shooed me along. Well, as a thank you, um, I, I thought it would be nice to just send him a letter, just to let him know how much I appreciated that as a fan, and, and to show him how, how appreciative you know all, all of us fans are. And I put, I put some things in there, like um, for where I work, we have challenge coins and stuff like that. So I went and got him a challenge coin. And then another one was a patch that I actually used to wear. Mm-hmm. And it was a Batman patch. And... Um, you know, it has a little saying on it and stuff like that. So, I sent him that. Also, in that, I sent him a photo of Kevin, myself, and Gwen when we took the photo. I figured, why not have it so that we can remember and look and go, oh yeah, I remember that guy. Well, I sent it out, sent it to California, not, not thinking, you know, I went online, found, found his uh, agent's address or whatever, and went there and thinking, you know, I'm not going to get anything out of this. I don't care. As long as he smiles and goes, oh, that's really nice of my fans, no big deal. Well, last week, so now mind you, I sent this back in June. Right. And it is now We're the November. end of November. Yeah. I get a little manila envelope, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, and I saw it came from California, and I was like, I don't know anybody from California, but I've been buying stuff for Christmas, so I was thinking it was, a, you know, something through that. Mm-hmm. And the name was actually covered. And what was cool, it had a long label, like, across here. And I ripped the label off, and I look at it, and I'm like, Conroy. No! Just like that, literally. No! I don't know any Conroy. Wait a minute! It's kind of what happened. And then I ran back to the car, and I was sitting in the car, and I, I look at Gwen, and I'm like, you're not going to believe this! And she goes, what? And I go, read this! And she reads it, and she goes, no! Just like that, same, same answer. 
So I open it up inside, and inside, just a piece of printer paper. And it's a handwritten note, and it says, Chris, thank you for your service to the community. I don't think you guys get, or I don't think you guys hear that enough. All the best, Kevin Conroy. And it's, it's actually a written letter from What a Kevin. nice guy. But what I'm, a nice but guy. But I felt in the envelope, I'm like, there's, there's something else in here. It's heavy. I was like, what is this? And I open it up, and it is the brand new Batman the Killing Joke Blu-ray DVD. And it's autographed by Kevin. So wow. not only did he send me a letter as a thank you, he, he actually sent me, you know, a little gift. So what, what a you know that's someone who really truly appreciates his fans, right? I mean, just a it seems like a, just a gem of a guy, just a super super nice guy. No, and I, I agree with that. I mean, this is somebody to me that you know he takes his responsibility even as Batman. He takes it you know very serious because he's always talking to people. He always loves to be around his fans. Like when he does his con signing, he does not sit behind the table. He refuses. He's standing out with everybody and. Um, I actually heard a joke, actually, it was kind of funny. I was talking to somebody who was at that con, and he's walking past, and he goes, oh my god, it's Kevin Conroy. And Kevin Conroy turns and looks, and he goes, yeah, it is. <laughs> like that, you know? And he smiled and, and laughed about it, you know? So, um, we've actually decided that uh, Kevin's actually going to be getting a Christmas card from us. So, <laughs> just, just a little, you know, just to shoot back and just, you know, That's, to say thank that, you. That is great. Well, so, Kevin, if you're out there, uh, thank you so much for being a friend of the show. Uh, we, it's just, yeah, you, you sir, uh, are one of the reasons why we read comic books. And, absolutely. And we, and we love stuff absolutely. like this. So, yeah. Terrific. That, that's great, Chris. So, um, you've been reading much lately? Okay, yeah, but I've been kind of going back issues, man. I, I, don't, I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, I was like, I was reading all the Batman stuff. I was reading the Aquaman series for the Rebirth, even the Flash series for Rebirth, and I liked it. But I was like, all right, I want to read something else. You're feeling nostalgic. You know, like I said, I went through the G.I. Joe phase, did all that. I started reading again the IDW Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's the premise of this. I, I think it is so cool. Basically... As you guys remember in the movie, um, Zool shows up and he says, choose a form and I will destroy the world as it. And who picks it? Ray. And what does Ray pick? Empty your heads. Empty your heads. Right. (laughs) I couldn't help it. It just popped in there. What just popped in there? But here's here's the preference to this comic and I think it's hilarious. Basically... Zool is so mad, it feels it got cheated to be a destroyer, so it, ta- it kidnaps Ray, and he's like, pick something else. <laughs> he's like, pick something else. Oh, I don't want to be that. For the, pick something for else. For the love of God, sir. And he's like, a marshmallow man, pick something else. Really? Please. Really? But what's kind of neat is he goes into a coma, and he kind of has this guardian angel taking care of him and kind of moving him along. And you know who it is? It's Jake Blues. It's John oh, Belushi. Oh, that's nice. And he's blue, like he looks kind of like the oral, like a ghost, but he's in the Blues Brother getup. So for us, of course, Ray, Dan Aykroyd being the character, also played Elwood being the other Blues Brother. However, John Belushi was Dan Aykroyd's best friend. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, he, and you know he was originally supposed to be Peter Venkman. Go- he was supposed to be Peter Venkman in Ghostbusters. So 
to have that kind of that little nuance and the little play on that's, that's nice. It was really cool. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, it is a great read if anyone gets the chance. It it really tells a great story. I like of the artwork the in the IDW too. Yes. It has this kind of almost kind of quasi cartoony. It's almost sort like of... the real Ghostbusters meets like a, a serious kind of way to it, and um, it, it's like I said, it's it's really good. It's a really good comic. The the now they're starting to have. Now, of course, they're they're popular and everything like that, but they also have to start um, regulating. So, of course, they open a division of the regulation, and who runs the regulation? Walter well, Peck. Walter Walter Peck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Is this, and, the, is this the man who has no penis? Yes, it's the man who has no dick. Well, that's what I heard. <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna miss you. It's gonna, true. This man has no. Dick. This man has no dick. So, but it's it's a really cool series. Um, it, it does a nice, smooth continuation from from the movies. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I can't blame you for reading that. That that is really good. Um, so, but if anyone gets a chance, I'm telling you, you Amy, want a good read, sit down and actually read it. Amy was telling me about something that she was checking out oh, really? that was called Beauty. I yeah, hope it was called Beauty because otherwise I'm telling people that and I'm wrong. Yeah. Well. All right. Well. All right, we'll so, so tell us about it. So we'll okay. hold you accountable for when everyone goes and looks for it and then they can't find it. Uh, yeah. So there's a disease okay. called beauty All right. and a sexually transmitted disease. Oh, well, that's terrible. <laughs> Except, <laughs> wait, wait, beautiful. Chris, you got, you got to hear this. Yeah, wait, you gotta... It makes you beautiful. So once you catch the disease, you uh, it burns fat, you, get, you develop a glow. Um, I don't remember what else. Maybe some other characteristics, too. Okay, all right. So it's like, uh, apparently, it's like some type of diet drug, uh, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So then you develop this culture where there's these, these people are deliberately trying to catch it. Well, I can see why. Right? They want to be beautiful. Um, and they're, they're, they're two detectives that are main characters. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, they start investigating it. I really look forward to reading it. I just haven't been able to find it yet. Amy, I'm going to help you out there. Amazing Amy, I got your back. It yeah. is called Beauty. And it is uh, published by Image Comics. Oh. Story is by Jeremy Hahn. And art is also by Jeremy Hahn. All right, ready? I can tell you exactly where you can get it. Yeah. You can get it at our friend's Vera Comics. But make sure that if you go, you bring money. So here we go. I'm, uh, I'm going to read you the, the, the summary. Uh, the pilot season winner begins. Modern society is obsessed with outward beauty. What if there was a way to guarantee you could become more and more beautiful every day? What if it was a sexually transmitted disease in the world of the beauty? Physical perfection is attainable. The vast majority of the population has taken advantage of it, but detectives Foster and Vaughn will soon discover it comes at a terrible price. There's usually there's always a catch always with a these catch. things. It's never it can never just be Sweet like why can't it just be good? Beauty. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's it. The end. It's like that's no. There's always some damn kind of catch with these things. Um, okay, that's now. Did you did you hear of this, or you've just like you, you have read like a little bit of it, or where? no? I've just heard of it. You've heard of it. Okay, all right. Well, cool. it sounds like one that I actually would pick up and read. Yeah, that sounds cool. I wonder if they would have it on Comicsology. I'll have to check that out. Um, James likes to ruin the industry by using Comicsology. 
He doesn't like to buy paper. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm putting yes. the tourist. It, it, it allows you to, to, to <laughs> yeah, you, you can digitally read comics. So unfortunately, yes, I'm helping to destroy the brick and mortar industry. See, I'm not paying. I'm just stealing off the head. <laughs> so you, yeah, so you're not. You're, yeah, you're. you're, uh, you're I'm not, not destroying. The you're industry. not destroying the industry. I'm no. just showing you how bad it is. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and your password again? To yeah, get, exactly. <laughs> get that random text message. Hey, man, um, kick me out. Well, that that sounds really interesting. What about you, man? Um, what have you been reading? I'm, I've also been reading something from Image. It's another uh, another title that's kind of like... It's not in the superhero realm at all. It's kind of that more kind of sci-fi uh, kind of title. It's... Uh, it's called Chew. Oh, so you've Rob Guillory. You've heard of it, Rob Rob Guillory, right? We uh, we met him at the Melbourne and Toy yep. Comic Con. We're going to have him on the show, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, so th- this is the premise. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. I'd like to know what you think about it. It's I, well, I've mentioned it to you before, Lando. It's uh, so in, in this world there are people that have these psychic abilities. They're called cybopaths, and what their ability is is they can when they eat something. They can get like the psychic traces of uh, that are left on this food. So, like th- this. So, guy. like if they find chewed up gum on the floor, they're gonna eat it and find out whose it was. Well, it's funny you say that because so many. So the protagonist, his name is Tony Chu. Oh, Tony Chu. That's the name of it. So, oh, he said the name. Used the name in it. Yeah, um, it's bad when we have an echo. So, sometimes he, yeah, sometimes he has to like eat like parts of people. Uh, there was one time where he had to like he had to eat like uh, something that had been rotting. I mean, it's it, it yeah. So exactly, Chris. Yeah, if it's a piece of gum and it will help him solve a crime, it's a completely bizarre premise. But when you when you read it, I'm I'm currently reading volume two, which is called International Flavor, the first. Volume was called Taster's Choice. Oh my God, this and, is great! And so yeah, so here's the other thing that's really weird is is that this is so this is set in a world where um, there was some type of avian flu, and so now chicken has become outlawed, and so you, you can't serve. Chicken oh my God, the bodybuilders are losing their oh minds. Oh my God, it, well, you know what? This is a scary thought for me as well. I'm a big fan of little known fact, big fan of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, amen. So I don't think I want to live in that world, but yeah. So there's some type of avian flu. So now, now there are chicken speakeasies. So people go to these spe- spe- you, you got What's the password? Chicken nuggets. You gotta know that. <laughs> Original recipe. You know that's what it is. Honey mustard. Yeah. The you, colonel sent me. The colonels. You have to know. You have to. Yeah. You gotta know the password to get into the chicken speakeasy. Oh my god, that's hilarious. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's bizarre and like ultra violent and like in the first issue, like Tony Chu's partner takes like a meat cleaver to like the half of his face. Well, that's what you get when you don't get chicken. That's you get really really cranky that's when you it. can't eat chicken. So it, it's it's just it's very unusual and and he gets so Tony Chu starts out as a, a police detective, but then he gets recruited by the FDA, which. In this world now, the FDA is like elevated in status to like they're like the FBI almost, and they're going all over town, busting up chicken speakeasies and solving crimes that involve food. It is completely bizarre, but it's a really as interesting long as it's read. good, as long as you enter, it's entertaining. It, you it enjoy is. It. It, it's entertaining, and if you're looking for something that is like just the cure, kind of the cure for the common comic book, that you don't want to read something that's just like your your basic you know, capes and tights superhero story. Uh, this is really different. 
So I, I, I totally recommend it. So it's uh, we mentioned Rob Guillory is the the artist. It's uh, written by uh, John Layman. Uh, so it's it's called Chew C H E W. Nice. Um, the Tony Chew the it, it's C H U. Right. A little, right. little different in there, but so this, does this take it seriously or is it camping? It no, I mean it. it little column A, little column B. It sounds like yeah, it, it really does. I mean, they take the the matters of him getting the psychic impressions and everything off of what he eats very seriously, and it's like he has this boss. Um, at the FDA that doesn't like him. But he does. He's yelling all the time, he's, slamming doors, yeah. having a cigar in his mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Calling him a freak. Yeah. Calling him is like, and like he purposely, in the first issue that I was reading, he purposely sends him to a crime scene where the only evidence that was left behind was a big pile of shit. Someone, someone robbed a bank and then took a shit in the, in the vault. And he's like, yeah, that's right. Eat that. And, and, it's, and so he, yeah, he, he, his boss is like a real jerk. To him, so well he can't help that. What do you tell the, the guy who robbed the place? Oh, take a turn, dude. You yeah, gotta eat it. It, it. Yeah, it's you know what? If I was robbing people and that's the only way you could find me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's really unusual. I mean, it's it's very different. So if you, if you're looking for something that's very different and it's huh. yeah, like it, it, it sounds it is, like fun. It, it is a little from column A and a little bit from column B. So if you are on Comicsology, actually, if you are uh, yeah, no, if, I you're, if you're a member of their unlimited. Which is the Comicsology has something that's called Unlimited, so it's kind of like the Netflix of comics. It's, it's a library, really. Like you can just take it, borrow it, and put it back. So you get a you get a uh, for a small fee, you have a subs- monthly subscription, so that you can borrow uh, books and yeah. uh, you know, Randy, that should appeal to you. The, the, I think the minimalist in you, uh, yeah. that, that might that might appeal. One never owns anything. <laughs> exactly. You can only rent it for time. Correct. Um, so so yeah, right. so that's that's what I've been reading. So um, you want to go on go on a movie talk? Yeah. So I gotta ask. Uh, little Birdie told me that yeah, you went and saw the new Fantastic Marvel movie that is out. We we did actually today. We all we all went and we saw Doctor Strange. Actually, uh, Amazing Amy and Lando for the second time ah. saw Doctor Strange. So I was so it's well worth it. I mean, it's obviously oh, well yeah, worth it for sure. Yeah, so we're we're gonna do our. I'm gonna do my little mini re- review. And, so like, uh, I already did a little review. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So go ahead. What, I want to hear. I enjoyed this movie because you read the comic as well. I, I, I well, we dabbled. The, the thing is, I don't. Doctor Strange is one of those characters that I didn't really know an yeah. awful lot about. I don't know that anyone. I mean, were you? A, are you? Were you? A I dabbled. Nerd? Yeah, I, I dabbled. Like it was. Oh well, this is kind of cool. What is this? And I'm like. Some weird old white guy in a in a coat, you know. And he, he, that's about as much as I knew about yeah. him. The fact that you know, he he lived in in a really in a posh mansion, yeah. and he had a manservant we in Wong. We were we were there absolutely. And those little people were flipping. The you little off? people were flipping me off because you knocked over their soul urn, yeah, you know. But we won't fault. get into that. Um, but but yeah. So I didn't know too much about the character of Doctor Strange going in, which I think sometimes can be. An advantage. Oh, absolutely. You're, you're not as married to the character, so you're right. Less you know, I mean, you walk in with Batman, everybody knows Batman. You walk in with Superman, everybody knows Superman. Yeah. So yeah. you get a Doctor Strange, and they kind of look at it and they're like, technically, they could have, you know, been like, oh well, you know, Doctor Strange was a Holocaust victim and gone through that. And you look and you're like, well, I didn't know that. But okay, cool. Sure, I'll, I'll go. With I'll it. go with I'll, it. I'll go. He went to clown school yes. before he went to, to become exactly a, a, a surgeon. Uh, so there's something that's kind of nice about going into a movie without being burdened with mm-hmm. all of that continuity, mm-hmm. without having to worry about it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that probably the characterization that they had of him is not what he's probably was like not. in the comics. But I like it. I, I like that he's kind of an arrogant jerk 
no, no, no. In the beginning, they even said that he was an arrogant, pompous jerk. Like, hey, you, I like when he's talking to the physical therapist. He's like, you, bachelor degree. I suppose you've yes. you've seen someone with, with nerve damage this bad before. Um, yeah. So there were there were some. One of the things I liked about it is there there were so many humorous moments in it. Uh, I, I just I, I thought some of the dialogue was really funny. I, I still I don't know why this tickles me so much, but it's just the <laughs> Mister Doctor, Mister Doctor. It's it's strange. Yeah, well, no. I'll, I'll grant you that. But who am I to judge? I mean, that, that's just now, funny. <laughs> Did you agree with what I told you? It's Inception meets Harry Potter. Uh, I mean, visually, yeah, yeah, abso- you know absolutely, I mean? yeah. Um, it's, it's all of that in combined now. Do you remember when I told you? His sidekick. Wong. No, 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 no the cape. The, the, I love the cape. The cape is so... The cloak of levitation. The cloak of levitation. It's. I love when he the, the cloak wipes the tears off of his face and he has to tell the cape, stop that. Now, Gwen and I have already decided uh, one of the upcoming cons we're actually going to do um, a Doctor Strange cosplay. Right, right. So I'm going to go as Doctor Strange... And Gwen's actually going to go as the cloak, and I'll be walking ahead of her, like, reading the book, and having her, like, following me, trying to chase after me. And then you'll be beating the crap out of people that try to mess with him, right? Here's a little thing, little note. One of my all-time favorite actors, Scott Atkins, is actually in that movie. Scott plays one of the disciples, and he's the one who gets beat up by the cloak, wrapped around him. Boom, boom! That guy, if you guys ever get a chance to watch him, he's, he's got a lot of stuff on Netflix. Very, like, B-list, but he's he's fantastic. He's fun to watch, and his martial arts is really, really good, so watching him with Unless this, his opponent is a cape, in well, which case then he gets his ass kicked. It's not a cape. It's a cloak. It's a cloak. Pardon me. Excuse me. Capes, he's he's up and down. He'll, he'll beat right. the shit out of a cape. All right, so how many eye of Agamentos do you give it? Oh, oh I, I think I give this uh, four out of five eyes of yeah. uh, Agamentos. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, oh, by the way, what did you think of the extra stuff? You guys stayed till the end, obviously. Of well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we stayed. T- I don't want to give it away. I, but, we don't want to give it away. No, we can give it. Think? Spoilers, spoilers. So we're we're going to talk spoilers. So if you haven't seen Doctor Strange and go you don't want to hear about, yeah, go ahead and fast forward. Now, I love this conversation with Thor. Yeah, I thought that was great. I don't normally drink did, this. Did you see, by the way, he had the gloves. Yes. He, he did, yeah, yeah. But I love that he's like, so let me get this straight. As soon as I find your father, you'll leave. Yeah, gone like that. I, I love that. I, I here, here's one thing though. Even if they didn't have that, um, I think Doctor Strange is one of those movies that, even if you weren't up on all the continuity with all of the other oh, yeah. Marvel movies. This is a movie you can go and see and enjoy yep. even if you you weren't, you know, if you, if you haven't seen everything else. Well, see, the other part, though, with, with Mordo, I knew that was going to happen. I mm. knew he was a villain. Yeah. He's Baron yeah. Mordo. Right. And I was like, right. oh, he's going to be a bad guy. Watch. He's going to turn. But wasn't it great how they did his his journey mm-hmm. to that so let's let's do he's, some juxtaposition between well, that here's the thing. and Sinestro and Green Lantern. It's the same thing exactly because here's the thing: this guy only sees in black and white. It's either right or it's wrong. There's no such thing as a gray area with this guy. Right. And he believed that the Elder One was wrong because she dabbled in the dark magic mm-hmm. to be able to gain her power. So he's like, nope, that's it. And he considers Strange bad. You are wrong. Therefore, you are not like it's. It's like the Santa Claus from the Futurama show. You, you were either so good. Or everybody else, you're just going to destroy. And it's exactly what it is. He looks and he goes, no, you know, if you have even just the lightest streak 
of black in you. That's it. You're evil. Right. So. Right. But I thought the way that they handled his his transition from from good to evil yes. was handled much was handled so Very well gracefully in in comparison to like Sinestro and Green Lantern where he's good he's good he's good he's good he's good and then in the not even in the movie but in like the the end, end credit. credit scene it's like you know what on second thought I'm gonna be a bad guy I'm gonna be a bad guy. Yellow looks much better on me yeah. anyway. And then they were thinking they were going to get a sequel, and then all of a sudden they never. Oh, sorry, all sorry. Right. So yeah, I I enjoyed it. I would. I, I can't wait to see more of Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor. By Strange. the way, I gotta I gotta get from the crowd. Honestly, tell me that was not that was literally a Robert Downey Jr. moment. He is such the perfect pick for Doctor Strange, like Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange. I mean, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. What what did what did what you, you guys think? think? I, I just wasn't a fan of his American accent. Really? I know it's a minor I thing, think but he did he, really he well. sounded like he was. I could tell, like even if I didn't know that he was he was British. <clears throat> you well, sir are British. Though. Now here's the yeah. thing: if he was British and if he did use his accent, I'd have been okay with it. I really would have been okay with yeah, the British Doctor okay Strange. That, that would have been perfectly yeah. fine. I'm gonna go over to the the east and go learn the eastern religion oh no I'm a wizard oh look you know change his change his ethnicity it's, I would have been Things fine with that make him, make him he, British he could have been a cocky British doctor that would have been different. fine I think it would have been better really? yeah oh, really? Yes. Yeah. British I, could, I could see it yeah I could, I could definitely no what do you think for? Gwen? <laughs> I, I hello I saw it hello. <laughs> I think I like the American yeah all Here's right. the thing for me, though. I think his accent was good, but, you know, I was looking at I was like, you know, it wasn't a terrible accent. It's like, he, like he's walking over and he's like, whoa, bruh, you're not going to believe this. I'm a wizard. <laughs> like, he went total American. The guy totally who plays is. Rick from Walking Dead is British. Yeah. You right. would never know he's British. Hugh Laurie is the same way. You never know. Yeah. 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 I feel the same way about Hugh Laurie, though. Yeah. You I never grew up know. watching a little bit of Pride. Uh, okay. All right. I got used to his... Accent and then so now when you heard him on House, it like, it, th- it threw you off. It's fake. You, sir, are Brit. You're a fake. Be Brit and be proud. You're it's a like fraud. like when Rockstar is suddenly Like Madonna. <laughs> Do you want me to come in then now? No. <laughs> so so apart from the accent... I thought it, I thought it was a good... Yeah. Would you guys go pay more money to go see? Obviously, you guys would because well, you did already. The only issue that I had, and I think that Amazing Amy might have as well, is some of the comedy, although I really did enjoy it, was kind of incongruent with, I felt, the tone and the depth and the seriousness of the movie. Oh, I can see that. Of the movie, yeah. So. I can see that. See, the only problem that I had, and see if you guys thought the same thing, his fight with the main villain, yeah. with Dormammu, it was ten minutes if that. But it was fun. I, I it was, was so fun. He groundhog dayed him. He I did. love that. He groundhog dayed him. Tell me I'm right though. <laughs> like literally it's like Okay dude, we get it. You yeah. Know, it, no it, battle ensued. No, 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 no. If anything, no, he continued to get pummeled every single time. I love what a what a but what a different way he for a, 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 he yeah. groundhog dayed him. It was yeah. it was great. That is kind of funny. I think I preferred that to uh, traditional yeah, he's clever. Yeah, he really I, I did that. However, he trapped him. He, tra- he, he trapped him. That's what it was. How do you beat an extra-dimensional villain besides... He's the Sorcerer Supreme. He should have figured something well, he's else not out. He's not the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not the Sorcerer Supreme yet. He's not the Sorcerer Supreme yet, no. Yeah, he, well, he will. We know that he will be. Like Chris. I said, I, I, I'm always looking for 
and ends to justify the means. And I get that he's smarter, and that was the whole thing. But I look at him, and I'm like, eh. Well, it wasn't just that he was smarter. He beat him with time, well, which doesn't even exist for Dormammu. So it's, it's until so like, until right. he brought it into. But but for me, it just seems like it was wedged in there. Huh. It was it was just wedged in there. They're like, oh well, I guess we gotta fucking do something about it. <laughs> We gotta have them fight or something. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Just uh, let's have them do that. Make them like get stabbed a bunch of times or something. I don't know. Flip it through the TV. Hey, Groundhog Day's on. <gasps> hey, brilliant! Five minutes of it. You know. So I, I, that was thought, I thought that was very clever. I I, I, I enjoyed. Like I said, that. it was different. <laughs> it was good, but for me, I was like, it just felt wedged. Or 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 okay, if you're a super troopers fan, he did the repeater. Yes. On him, he got him That's with exactly the repeater. What he did. Hello, sir. Could I have your license and registration? Hello, Hello, sir. Can I get your license and registration? registration? Uh, so, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed Doctor Strange. Now, now in the process of watching Doctor Strange, we saw the new yes. Rogue One trailer. Yes. Uh, are, are you excited for this? I am. Now, here's the thing. So, this is basically episode 3.5. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes. Because it takes place right in between episode 3 and episode 4. This doesn't look anything to me. What do you mean episode 3? episode 1. Never mind. We won't go down that road. We won't go down that road yet. Okay. So, but for me, it's it, you know, I'm excited. Um, it's like the Dirty Dozen yes. meets Star Wars. Yes. Right? That's exactly It's it. the, the Rogue One, for those of you that aren't familiar, this is a movie that's coming out this December, Star Wars, although if you're listening to this show, I can't imagine you would How would you not know? know? That, but okay, you know, maybe you know, maybe somewhere out there someone listens to the show, maybe Star Wars in their thing. Okay, that's cool. But so this story that's coming out in December, it is about the 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 rebels who steal the plans for the original Death Star. So this is not a continuation right. of the of the Star Wars movie that came out last December. So we've got, you know, we've got, uh, I've seen we have Forrest Whitaker uh, yeah. in this. I, I didn't recognize any of the other That's pretty actors. Much it. James and the rest. And the rest. <laughs> well, here's the thing, well, though. James Earl Jones, yes. he's going he's gonna to reprise I will say right now, when I saw Vader. Hey, when I saw the guy Vader. who played uh, the bad guy in, in uh, Doctor Strange, is it? Yes, he is. He plays her dad. He's the guy who's the guy who's the guy Yeah. Really? Yeah. He's playing, like, her father figure. Oh, okay. But I looked, I remember watching it the first time I saw it, I saw, like, the main main character, and we don't even have her name yet. I look, and I'm like... Oh look, it's Juno. Like is that, it, is that it? Juno almost looked like Ellen Page, but it's oh, not Ellen Page. Oh, oh, but look, I'm like, okay. oh look, Juno's got a gun. <laughs> Isn't that cute? <laughs> I, um, I'm, you know, it's funny. My wife, when the first trailer came out, she she really wasn't sold for right. Rogue One. I don't she think looked, anyone was. She looked at it. She was like, this doesn't feel like Star Wars. I don't want to go see this. But she, this trailer sold her. Yeah. She's excited. She wants to go no. see it now. Are you? Um, are are you excited, Gwen? Are you are you big uh, uh, Star Wars? Person, loosely, you, loosely. I didn't grow up with it, so when you don't grow up with those graphics, and then you try to go back and watch it, it just doesn't look good. Okay, yeah. like the story. Yeah, so I mean, is this this isn't one that you're like really excited to go out and see or anything like that? Well, she'll go see it. <laughs> she has no choice. She's I'm not going, going alone. She's going to go see it. But okay. Uh, ordinarily, would this be something? That... Uh, it, it looks interesting. I'm I'm pretty excited for it. Huh. I like the last movie that. The Force Awakens. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, amazing Amy Lando. I think you want to talk to Lando about this one because uh, he saw the trailer. Here's amazing. <laughs> here's the thing. You want to laugh at? Do you notice? I'm it? as happy as a little girl. No. <laughs> What I laughed at the most was, you know, when they have, like, the plans, and they're walking into the Rebel base, 
and there's that woman in the dress, and she looks just like the same woman from the 70s. I look, I'm like, dang, that bitch don't age. <laughs> I'm like, that, this is literally yeah, her. It's, it's amazing. They, they, I don't know, that's some Photoshop or something oh, like that. I don't know, man. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, the, in the white robes yeah, she's, from we don't know Return who she of the is, Jedi. But we all know where this story's going to end. Those plans are going to end up on Le- with Leia... And she leaves on the, on the, on the, the R two unit, yeah. Uh, uh, no, no, she's gonna have it. Oh, and, and then she's gonna have the R two unit and C three PO in there as her as her you know guards, and then that's when her ship's gonna be attacked by the Star Destroyer. Right, right. So the yeah. beginning of Episode four. Very cool. Very good. Now, now I have a question for Amazing Amy. Have you not seen any Star Wars movies? I have seen all of the Star Wars. You have seen all of them. Okay, I, I don't know why. I thought I thought you were, for a minute. Yeah. I thought that maybe you hadn't I, seen. I mean, all three of them. That's right, because right. there have only That's been three. Right. <laughs> That's right, because there have only been three, starting with episode four, five, and six. What? Yeah, what One, two, and three. <laughs> oh, apparently we're not going into that, huh? Um, all right, so that, that's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for no, that. No, it should be good. Like I said, I'm, I'm excited for this. All right, man, you've been dying to talk about this TV show. Yeah, it, I, it's really cool. And, and, you know, given that we're kind of a show for nerds and science fiction... I, for nerds, by nerds. For nerds, by nerds. nerds. Hell yeah. With nerds. Uh, with, with, nerds. with nerds. For the nerds, by the nerds, and with the nerds. And around nerds. And around nerds. Uh, Westworld. Yeah, this is this is a great science it's fiction show. Disney on steroids. It it yeah, kind of yeah. It's, I, it's a lot way more depraved though. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't know Disney apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, the the premise of this show is uh, it, first of all, it's based on a movie yeah. that had come out like in the I think like the late nineteen seventies, and it, based on a book. Uh-huh. Okay, written by Michael Crichton. Does oh, that name yes. ring a bell yes. to you? Okay, Michael Crichton, who also, I mean, he's a very prolific writer, but responsible for one of the most beloved movies, Jurassic Park. Absolutely. Right? Which is about what? Dinosaurs. Dino- no, well, not just dinosaurs, but dinosaurs. In a theme park. In a theme park. So Michael Crichton like, had kind of a thing going on with. He's got a theme for, for a theme park. Do you think maybe he was a carny? Maybe, maybe he was a well. You know, smell like cabbage. I mean, he he was. I mean, I know that the man was a doctor, but he also was very tall. So you know, maybe like in his he earlier days, show. he was like the tall man at the, he at, never the, the ride. at the car. Maybe, you know oh, what? There you go. What? So maybe he was a man. Could a could be. We, we we don't know. We uh, we can't ask him unfortunately because Michael Crichton is no longer with us. But a uh, very talented writer. But so Westworld. The premise of Westworld. Okay, was. Uh, set in the future, mm-hmm. okay. There is a theme park that exists where you can go and kind of live out your cowboy fantasy. So it's any fantasy, any, any fantasy oh yeah, any want. fantasy you want. So it is populated by these, by these androids that basically act as your kind of playthings, fodder, yeah, for whatever <laughs> you want to do. Um, now in the movie, so it's the Grand Theft Auto of Wild West. It is the Grand Theft Auto of Wild the Wild West. That is exactly what it Nobody is. Nobody does the story mode. Everyone just wants to blow things up. Precisely, <laughs> precisely. Well, and it's funny that get I mean, your money back. It really is. I, I know you've played Grand Theft Auto. Of course, you've played Grand Theft Auto, Lando. Right. So I mean, in that game, right? It, it's all about how you know there's characters that. They, they, you might approach them, yeah. and they might have a mission for you or something like that. Yep. That's exactly what it's like when you go to this theme park. When you when you go to Westworld, there's characters that you interact with, and they have just these loops. They call them kind of the the robots are, are referred to as hosts. 
So the hosts, some of them have these these loops that well, they're they make sense. They're the hosts of the park. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, they 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 go in. So maybe you walk into town and <clears> like one of the characters, one of the actually main characters, one of the hosts, Dolores. Her job is to go into town every day, drop a can of milk or something like that, and then whoever picks it up, then they get pulled into her narrative. So she has the figurative light bulb over the top of her head saying that she has a quest for you to do. You have to go click on it. Well, that's weird. Yeah. 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 No. Exactly. <coughs> and the sheriff has a quest. And she's actually—I don't know if it's a spoiler. She's actually leads into a potential evil quest. Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So this is here. Here's why I like this show. What have I always said about good science fiction? That it's good. That it's okay. It doesn't suck. It, it, yes, yeah. I've said those two things. Yeah. But I've also said I've also said that good science fiction tells something about the human condition using fantastic circumstances. Mm. And this show does that. Huh. And that, that's why you got to check it out. So here's the thing. Basically, it's, it's Red Dead Revolver, but yeah. as in exactly. alive. It, it's it, it's like, if, exactly, that is exactly what it is. If yeah. you could go into Red Dead Revolver, uh, and this is what it would be. Um, you know what the problem is? Do you know how many hours I've spent on Red Dead Revolver and Red Dead Redemption? <laughs> oh. Good God. And that was just... another one. I'd never leave. I know they are, but I'd never leave. And that's just when you're sitting at home playing it on a computer screen. This is a world that you can go to. You know what I would love? I want someone like that going in there, but someone who doesn't like horses or something like that, and, like, they're getting (laughs) kicked by a horse, or just, you know, have to, like, is there there a car around here? And people are laughing at them and telling them, you know, beat it. It it is, it is just, I mean, this is, you, you can, you could go there and do that, if, if you so desired to do so. You can go there, you can be a hero, you can go there and be a villain, and that's kind of one of the, the themes of the show, is that the park kind of allows you to discover who you really are, or accentuates who you really are. Crazy thing, too, is this cast. Oh my god, yeah, it's got... For number one, I will say it right now, Sir Anthony Hopkins, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, he, he, so he plays... Uh, Dr. Ford, who is the, he was one of the two original founders of the park. So he's the Walt Disney of this. He is the, yeah, I guess you could say. Well, it's also a spoiler, but. Yeah, okay, so spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Well, yeah, you gotta ruin it for me. Go ahead. Oh, okay, yeah, Yeah. it was a spoiler. The one founder of the park. Well, we, we we don't know. So yeah. it, it's it's not a spoiler to say that they reference a character named Arnold, who is his partner. Oh. At, at at the beginning. All right. Well. So we have yes, we have Sir Anthony Hopkins playing Doctor Ford. Uh, we have Ed Harris. Ah. Uh, Ed Harris, and we really we don't know his character does not have a name, right? He's just the man in black, I think. He's the man in black. He's Ed yeah. Harris with a shotgun. Who he is? Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I, exactly. Um, we have uh, what's his face played what's Cyclops face? in the X Men movies. Marsden. Jason Marsden. Marsden. James James Marsden. James Marsden. Uh, he plays a host. And right. th- this isn't this isn't a spoiler because you you find out right in the beginning who's a host and who, well I hate Cyclops. Isn't a host. Well, you'll <laughs> like this. That's the problem. Like I'd walk in and see James Marsden. Bang! No, no. <laughs> That's for sucking so much, Cyclops. You went so bad you became Lois Lane's boyfriend. And, and you'll like this because he gets killed like five different Yay! times in like the first three episodes. See? Like poor Cyclops is like it's his job just to get shot over and over and over and over again. And something interesting that happens. That I'm okay with it, Lando. You mentioned um, you kind of get descent as a viewer. You really do. You become descent. You become descent. You don't really feel for them when they die. 
Oh, just because a, you just, think of them as robots. Because you think of them, oh, that's, that's just how it's supposed to be. And yeah. that's exactly what, it's funny, yeah. because I was watching the show, and you know, a, a show like Game of Thrones, right? Right. You can go like, oh, maybe, you know, you the vicious cycle with that. You can't go more than one episode without witnessing some type of gruesome death, Absolutely. right? So I remember watching Westworld and thinking to myself, oh, you know what, this show isn't that bad. Nobody nobody ever dies in it. Because they but come back. it's like, exactly. It's, and that perfectly shows how desensitized See, you become. Here's the problem. Here, here's the good thing about it is you don't have that Game of Thrones vicious cycle. Oh, they're my favorite character. Oh, I really like them. Oh my god, they're gonna die. Oh my god, they're dead. I'm never watching this show again. Well, and then it turns into, okay. oh hey, I've got a new favorite character. And then it goes around <laughs> and again, and it just over and, and over and over again. I love this. Is good, and I don't think it'll give away any spoilers if we talk about just favorite favorite characters. Um, you know, my my favorite character I think is Maeve. I love, I love, so Maeve is played by, uh, oh my god, what, what is her name, British? Sandy, Sandy Newton, mm-hmm. Sandy Newton, you would, she was in uh, Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I phone a friend. Uh, wait, no, that's why she's Amazing Amy. I'm freaking out. That's, uh, that's why she's Amazing Amy, because she comes up with this stuff, just like that. Uh, she plays the, the madam of the brothel uh. in town, so she's also a host. But she's programmed to be just very clever and very good at just sizing people up, and she takes a prominent role in the the narrative that's going on of the you know of, of this of the story. And just she's a really cool character, so she's one of my favorites. I don't know, uh, Lando, uh, Amazing Amy. Do you, you guys have favorite characters? Really is interesting to me because he has he just drops these like deep wisdom bombs. You're like, what? Yeah. We're like this because of evolution, and this is all we're gonna get because we've already evolved like the pinnacle, you, right? Why don't you talk about and, and we won't say who it was, but he was he was having a so Ford was having a conversation with a host. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that Ford likes to do oh, yeah. is he'll sit and he'll talk yeah. with the hosts. Uh, He's and one so, in particular he loves he, the he, second host ever introduced into the. Yeah, well, I, that's not the conversation I was thinking. Oh, about, but go, okay. but go ahead. No, I was, he was talking about one of with one of the hosts. About what is the nature of consciousness? Oh, consciousness, yeah. yeah. And what what differentiates the humans from from robots? Right, right. And the host is asking him because when the hosts are programmed, they're to react just like people. So if you have a oh, host, like Terminator crap. That's that's programmed to be like a, a, a father of someone and right. you kill their their child. They're gonna they react with with emotion. They get upset. And so the host is asking him, what's the difference between you and me. I, I have I have feelings. I feel pain when I have loss, and you feel pain. So what what is the difference? And his answer is so great to him. It, you, you remember uh, what it was? He basically says there isn't. There he's like, isn't he's a like basically there's, there's no difference. It's like nope, there's no difference. He's like human consciousness is just something we that our own we we tell he's ourselves like, yeah. to make ourselves feel that we're mm-hmm. special and. Uh, yes, we live. We live in our because that's one of the themes in the in the show is that all these hosts are on their loops. They live the same life over and over again on a, on a certain number of days. Every day well, the, we do the same thing too. We every just, day Dolores gets up, goes into town, drops the can of milk. Right. Someone picks it up. It's ba- it's it's constant loop, but yeah. it, it's a great metaphor for like as human yeah. beings sometimes when we're afraid to kind of stray outside of our routine, we live kind of in our own patterns. Well, I'm going to sign me up for this. It's it's really cool. It's really cool. So so I, I recommend it. All right. Um, well, since we've just had Thanksgiving, yeah I, yeah, I I really love this idea. Jay and I really love to, you know, talk about some of our favorite things and and 
like we did our Halloween spectacular where we did our favorite Halloween movies right, and what right. our order was and we'll, we'll do all that kind of stuff so I think what we should do is why don't we do the movies that we are thankful for yeah, perfect perfect so great, you want to start your great, list off? great idea yeah yeah um, but look at that he already made the list so he kind of knew this was coming hey I, I knew I, you he know, prepared for class it's, I, like you knew this was gonna it's like I knew that this was going to happen it's almost and like we you wrote it down it. it's like almost like I wrote it down and prepared it in a carefully organized outline beforehand but I didn't I'm just I'm just winging this it is, I'm, I'm winging it so yeah, these are these are some of the movies that I am thankful for, right. in no particular order. Right. So I'm not giving right. them to you like best to least or, or otherwise. Because uh, I'll tell you, I, I'm sure that you and I, being you know as friends that we are, we're probably going to have crosses over. Yeah, yeah. There there, there might be. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be overlap. Um, so uh, one of the things on my list, first thing on my list, the movie Airplane. Oh, good God. Uh, that, of course. That I am so thankful for that. I'm just thankful that movie. I'm thankful the I can be alive zone. in a world where this movie exists. No, agreed. The white zone has always been for loading and unloading of passengers. <laughs> Jane, why don't you mind your own business? You, you know what? I think what this is all about is you want me to have an abortion. That's what this is. That's what this is about. Wow, you had to go there. I'm getting, some, I'm getting some funny looks from Amazing Amy. I'm guessing Amazing Amy has never seen this movie before. Never. All right. Yeah, no, oh, my God. Just hilarious, hilarious, hilarious parody of, of literally what they did. They took a movie from like Airport. the 1950s. called It was called Zero Hour. No, that's it. That's they, it. it was a movie called Zero Hour. They, they purchased the creators, the Zucker brothers, purchased the rights to the movie. And they literally lifted Redid the it. line, line for line. Oh, you know what's terrible too? No, never mind. Yeah. I'm just gonna say because we just had a death, but it's not. No, 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 not no. no. You know what um, I'm thinking, but it's not. No, no. Um, line, line for line, just basically put the same lines in this movie, but made it funny. And it was just a, it was one of these bad air disaster oh. movies. Basically, what happens is is it's the old time tale. Everybody eats the dinner and whatever the dinner was, it was the fish dinner, and that got everybody sick, and people just start dying. And all this kind of, well, you have to get a doctor, and there's only one doctor on the plane. Who's the doctor? Leslie Nielsen. So it's just very very. This slashing. woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? A, it's a big, big building of patients, but that's not important right now. Right. I mean, it's just simple stuff Surely like that. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. serious. And don't, don't call me Shirley. Shirley. We're going to have to move on because I could go. I could do right. a whole <laughs> show about, about airplanes. We did. Uh, we, yeah, we, we did. Um, uh, James Cameron's Aliens. Yes. Uh, the, not the, Alien. Aliens. Not, not Alien. Aliens. So, so I, 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 love the, I love this movie. The second one. I, the second one, yeah. Now, this I, is the one with the actual team. This is uh, this is this is Ripley, yeah. uh, Lieutenant Ripley, going in with the Marines yeah. to kick some ass yeah. on LV four six. Love this movie. Um, it, this, uh, you know, a lot of these movies they're on my list. I'm thankful for them. I think partly because of nostalgia, yep. because I grew up with. That's them. actually where a lot of mine come from. Uh, but but this movie, I don't know, Ray. What what makes Aliens so good? It just, it's just it defines the genre of like a like industrialized space. Like horror movie for me. And you know what's great for you? This is one of those where the sequel was actually better than the first one. Well, I think they're they're a little different. It's but, a different. It's but, a different. Aliens for me, is an I action enjoy movie. The second kind. I, I enjoy the sequel as it, the way it is as a movie. More. Alien is more straight up horror. Right. Um, yeah. It's more of like a ten little Indian scenario right. where people are getting bumped off left and right. Aliens is is more of like action sci fi, but it's just. It's one of the things that so many directors try to do but fail at, I think, is you try to do an ensemble movie where you have a bunch of characters together. 
uh, and they're just kind of cannon fodder yeah. to get killed off. But Predator. James, can- yeah, pr- Predator. Predator. But even even Predator, I felt like like he did a good job of of kind of giving the character some some personality. But, no, I agree. But, but, but James Cameron did this really well. You 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 kind of like got to know the Marines. Yeah, and there's no cat in this one. He's in it for a little bit. Yeah, Jonesy's in it for, in for a little bit, but in the beginning. But yeah, for the, most of the movie, he's he's not in it. Because I'll be honest with you, when I was a kid, the only thing I was concerned about in the first movie was the cat. Uh, <laughs> oh, they could save the cat! Oh, no! Because he's, he's got no, you know, defense back. Oh, no, screw that cat, the little well, prick. He's, people are getting killed purposes. left and right, and no, he's no, no, not no. telling anybody about it. Nobody so what else you got? defenses against the alien. Defense. Right. Um, so. Okay, so... Uh, I, and this is going to be a controversial pick with you, I understand. But, but you know what? I understand why it's there. Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight. And I agree with it. Like I said, it's, it's very good, and I get it. It's not one of my favorite movies, but I get it. I'm thankful this movie exists. Um, Ghostbusters. I, Amen. I just, there's so many... Now, I mean, are we talking just the genre and series, or are we talking just the first movie? I, I like the second one, but if we're talking strictly just movies that I'm thankful for, like movies that just... I'm I'm glad I live in a world where this movie yes. exists. I agree. It's, it's it's Ghostbusters. I agree. It's it's a perfect blend of of comedy yep. and horror. And what's funny with that movie is a lot of the stuff like happened off the cuff. Like, do you remember they're walking through the library and the bookcase actually falls? You know, and they look and he goes, "Ever happened to you before?" And he looks and he shakes his head, "No." That bookshelf actually fell on its own. There was no prop. There was no nothing. As they were walking, that bookshelf actually toppled oh, over crap. and almost hit them. Oh my god! And they just kept rolling. They, and he looks and he goes, "Ever happened to you before?" And he just shakes his head, "No." And then they go on, and they actually put that in there. That uh, that's, that's perfect. Actually, took a tumble. That's perfect. Um, you, you know, you've got Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Hel- Harold Ramis. Yes. I mean, they just had this great chemistry, yep. just working off yep. of each other. And also, other. too, I mean, you've got also even their side characters are great actors. You know, you've got Sigourney Weaver, and, you know, obviously with, with Aliens, we know, you know... Are you her, the gatekeeper? It's her kind of playing the damsel in distress, you know? And then we've got Rick Moranis, and you know who was originally supposed to play that role? John Candy. John Candy was supposed to, and why didn't he get it? Because he kept wanting to make him German. And he was had, like, these dachshunds and all this He wanted stuff. to make him German, and they're like, dude, stop. And it's like, and they, no, they just... booted him out. Stop it, stop it, okay? It's just, I can't even imagine him being John Candy. But then again, like, right. he's so, like, in my mind... That's the thing. Rick Moranis. Well, we've talked about this on the show before, yep. too, but you know who else was supposed to play Winston? Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, well, then you would have... Well, I guess he would have been more of... But Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy was going to be one of the original four. He was, they were all going to be together. Mm-hmm. But he actually chose Beverly Hills Cop over that, which was a very good choice. Yeah. <laughs> didn't hurt him. Didn't so, hurt his career. Didn't hurt at all. He got three movies out of it. So, um... But like I said, but this was an introduction to Ernie Hudson, you yeah. know, and, and Ernie Hudson, you know, went on to do pretty decent things. I mean, you know, now he's. I there. can't, I can't think of any, but he did the Crow. Okay, he's, he's now on Modern Family. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. And Hudson. Now, when Ernie, what what's cool is when Ernie Hudson goes to cons, he's dressed in his Ghostbuster gear. He wears the full zip up. Really? Yeah, he wears his full costume. Ah. So don't talk bad about Ernie. I Hudson. feel like a dick now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Hudson. All right, what else you got? Um, Star this Trek. I love. Star Trek to the Rathacon. You know, now watching this. Now, now, mind you, this movie came out what seven? What? I think Rathacon came out 80s. in the eighties. Well, the thing was, you know, what's the thing that scared me the most? I was afraid that those slugs were going to fall into my ears as a kid. The little ear, yeah, yeah. the little ear things that, that they the, drop them into your ear and they, and they clamp make, on your brain. They and make you a zombie. Yeah, yeah poor yeah. Chekhov. Oh my god. 
no, we have to get out of here now. This is not good. This is you. You try to murder Admiral Kirk. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Admiral. Su- such such a good movie. I mean, Ricardo Montalban gives this great performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gives this performance as this very just this over the top villain, but he delivers it with just such a suave. Smooth. smooth. He's so yeah. smooth. You, and you wouldn't even like disrespect him because of his mullet. You know, no, no, he he was working that. He was making that. He you know? sells the mullet. And he's like, like completely like the body, the open vest. chest. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he's, he's got like just... this broken Cadillac logo as his necklace. You know, you're looking at him like, what the hell? He, no, no, no. He I was, wouldn't have messed with him. He was the boss. He was this. I mean, you've got so many great things in that movie. You've got the the relationship between Kirk and Spock. You've got the tear jerker moment at the end when when Spock oh, dies. Absolutely. Um, Which leads on to a great story. I uh, mean, search for Spock. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to move through the list. I could talk forever about these movies. And, um, Tommy Boy. Oh, good God, yes. Tommy Quit Boy. with your dinghy. <laughs> you could put uh, six packs of beer. Soda. Soda. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am your father. Oh. What are you doing? Nothing. I've interrupted happy time. Uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, just just fine. Just... Hey, hey, Richard, there's a pretty girl down there. Good for her. I wonder if she's married to one of the Yankees. Hey, Richard, who's your favorite little rascal? Is it Alfalfa or is it Banky? My favorite line Sinner. in that, that's Sinner. my favorite line in this movie is, it's not anything else, it's just dead silence and you just hear, Thinner. Thinner. <laughs> you know... With our, you know, if you're driving with our brakes, you're driving along, you're driving along, and there's a tire in the road, and you go, whoa, that was close. Now, let's say you're driving with the other guy's tire, and you're driving along, and you're driving along, the kids are going, I gotta go to the bathroom, Daddy. Shut up, not now, damn it. Oh, my God, I can't stop. Ah, ah. Here comes the meat wagon. Corner comes out. <laughs> New guys puking up in the corner. <laughs> I mean, oh my god. Now, what's Love. funny with that movie, I don't I don't know if you want to... That movie kind of revolutionized that 90s comedy. That that really was what put Chris Farley kind of as kind of a household name. That was like the, the kind of the SNL renaissance, I yeah, think. Yeah, that was the Billy Madison for, yeah, for, for yeah, Chris Farley. Yeah, so good. Uh, Amazing Amy, have you, have you seen this movie before? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> Rob Lowe. Spider Gwen, have you seen Tommy Boy? Long time ago. Long time ago. Oh, my. Sp- you know, like I said, Rob Lowe playing the ultimate bad guy. Oh, my. He's he perfect in since then, either. No. No, no. my God. He's Rob made Lowe? some kind he's of a vampire. pact with Z- Beelzebub. No, he's a vampire. That's he's your a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> That's your answer for everything, Chris. Funny <laughs> enough, no. All right. Side, side story, real quick. Uh-huh. We were talking about um, American Horror Story Hotel. And I was like, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I was like, oh, well, I think it's... And we're, I was like, oh, Lady Gaga's in it. And I was like, oh, yeah, and it's about vampires. And she goes, wait, you, you think Lady Gaga's a vampire? I'm like, well, no, but yes, but no. <laughs> like that. I was like, so, yeah, I, I think Lady Gaga's a vampire. Anyway. <laughs> Chris, that's your answer for everything. Bart is a vampire. Brain cure. Bill Birkin. I can't even talk. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to our house thingy where our beds and TV right. is. is. Um, okay, I got, uh, of course, the Star Wars trilogy. The only three. The only three that exist. Well, what about the new one? Do you count that one, then? I enjoyed it. So there'd be four. I enjoyed it. Sure. Okay. 
Um, for, for me, it, for me, it's like it's not one of those. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the Force Awakens is good. It's not one of those movies necessarily. I'm glad no, no, no. I live in a world where it exists. But Star Wars trilogy, the Indiana Jones trilogy, that course, I agree the with. only three that exist. The only three. Hey, like I, I, I said, everybody can agree on that. No, yeah. I agree. However, the fourth one, they wanted to do it in the style of a sci-fi B movie, and they did it. That's what they were aiming for. Was it a good thing? Hell no. It, it was, but that's what they aimed for, and that's what they did. It was just, it was awful. And now we're going to get even another one. We're going to get an older Harrison Ford in a wheelchair. I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, Captain America Civil War. I, mean, I felt like I had a bunch of old movies on the list, but Captain America Civil War, that was, it was so well done. Uh, it was no, I agree. such, I mean, they've done such a great job, the Russo brothers, of weaving together all the elements and creating but this let's world. Let's be honest. They could have just had an hour and a half of Captain America sitting on the toilet, dropping one, and people would throw money at it and go, I'm going to watch this. Well, they would have thrown money at it, but, like, okay, I think Batman v Superman kind of proves your no, point. No, no, like, I you agree. Could, that However, was pretty much someone dropping a deuce. Well, no, um, no, no, but here's the thing, though. Batman v Superman was the beginning of a new story. This was a continuation of all of those that they've had for almost 12 years now. Uh, well, yeah, Marvel is definitely... They've they've they've, they've, they've got credibility. So, they've so got perfect. credibility. So yeah, yeah you're, you're absolutely right. So, but I agree with you on that. Um, 1978, Richard Donner, Superman. I, ah. I think I just I love that movie. I just I, I that, that movie's fantastic. It's, I, it's, well, like I said, we were at the Fortress of Solitude. And, you know, I love that place. So it, it I'm is, very happy that we did uh, that with uh, the Vito Corleone yes. talking that, to us. Um, really nice hair. Really very nice hair. And then uh, trading places. Uh, Trading Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd. I love that, and it's also kind of a continuation story. So, uh, <laughs> so the beginning of that, From, and then coming to America, you find that the old guys, um, what, um, uh, Mortimer, it's, a, it, it's, and, it's the prequel. It's right. the prequel to the prequel coming to America. To America coming to America. <laughs> back. You know, so I absolutely love that. Randolph and Mortimer, you know. Merry New Year. Merry New Year. Happy New Year. In this, in country, this country, we say Happy New Year. <laughs> Oh, oh, I am sorry. My English is not so good. Beef jerky time. Beef jerky time. Beef jerky. No, I'm sorry. I can't eat it. It gives me the winds. <laughs> Marcus Brody. Yes. You had Marcus Brody in, yes. that, in that movie. Um, he get lost in his own museum. He get lost in his own museum. Um, okay, so that that's that's, right. that's 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 my list, Chris. What 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 you got? So after an hour and a half, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Prepare yeah. for another hour because right. here it comes. Okay, all right. So no particular order, but with mine, um, Ghostbusters. Like we said, I mean that yep. that movie really was was a pinnacle for me to. I think that was. I want to say it's the first movie that I actually saw Bill Murray. That's my first Bill Murray Dan Aykroyd movie. Was that the '89 Batman? Yeah, uh, Michael Keaton. Jack Nicholson, you know, for me, the reason why, I have a very special place for that in my heart. The reason why is, that's the first movie that my father actually took me to. Uh. And we went to the theater that he went to as a kid. Now here's the thing, I'm five years old, I watch this, I actually get up to the parade scene. I didn't see anything else after that because I fell asleep. But (laughs) I remember the beginning, and then I remember the end of the movie, my dad picks me up, and he's walking out, and I was like... What happened? Like that. And he goes, Batman won. I'm like, okay. And he goes, but you missed it. And I'm like, really? What happened? He goes, the Batwing came out and all this happened. And he's like, and wow. you know, and he's telling me all this stuff. But now looking at it, I'm like, man, I'm kind of thankful I fell asleep at that part because Batman goes up to the church, he murders three people, and <laughs> then he kills the Joker. And I'm like, oh, well, kind of a good thing I didn't see that. But it would have scarred me for life. But for me, it was the revamp that people needed for that Batman story. 
Yeah, up until that point, he had been just a camp. Adam camp. West. Yeah, Adam West. Adam Wee. Adam Wee. Because he gets such wonderful talk. Yes. Right? All right. The Back to the Future saga. Yep. yep. I, I had yep. to put that on there. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, everybody knows something from it. You know? And, and for me, time travel has always been something I've always been interested in. And for them to be able to go and then screw something up and then have to show the ramifications. Mm-hmm. It's the first movie to actually show like the ramifications of screwing up time travel. Even in the first movie, <laughs> there's little Easter eggs or little things in there that I hadn't noticed, like the Twin Pines Twin Mall. Twin Mall, and then he runs over the tree. And then it becomes the Lone Pine mm-hmm. Mall when he goes, when he returns to 1980. Yep. Did you ever notice that? No. Yeah. Yeah. Why did that happen? It's oh. called the Twin Pines Mall. Because he runs over the tree and yeah. then he falls at, over? At the beginning of the movie... He, the mall he goes to is called the Twin Pines Mall, but then when he goes back to 1955, one, one of the first acts he does is when he's <clears throat> driving off of Old Man Peabody's farm is he runs over one of his, one of his two pines. Yep. So when he returns to 1985, that oh, mall now is called... The Lone Pine. It's a subtle thing, but it's oh, a nice crazy. little attention to detail. Now, another thing with that, too. Of course, with the music. I, I love the soundtrack through that. One of the, Alan Silvestri, yeah. Well, not just that. Huey Lewis. Oh, right. Now, here's right. the thing. You know, Huey Lewis is actually in that movie. Yeah, is he playing? No. Huey Lewis. No. Oh, what wait, it is? is he in the... Is he in the... the All right. The, the... It's in the beginning, and Marty's band is auditioning. Yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. the guy who goes, All right, all right, I'm sorry, guys. You're just way too loud. That's actually Huey Lewis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what's funny is in Marty's room, he's got the sports poster for Huey Lewis in the right. news. Right, right, right. So right. I love that. Like I said, that, that trilogy for me... Another random fact, I don't, I'm sure you guys know this or not, in Back to the Future 2, when Biff becomes all-powerful and all-knowing, do you know who they base his character on? Mm-hmm. Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. yeah. They base his character because of the casino and yeah. all that. That's, that's kind of yeah. prophetic. Yeah, that's funny. So, and, and also, Back to the Future 2 <laughs> depicted the Cubs winning in, in 2015. 2015. Only off by one year. One year. Only off by one year. All right. I did The Demolition Man. Yeah. All right. What Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes. Nobody still knows. Nobody knows what the seashells are for. Nobody knows what they're for. But I absolutely love that movie. I thought, I thought it was a great. It's a great '90s action. It's a good movie. popcorn flick. And Judge Dredd. Also. Oh, oh no, we're not watching that. Oh my god. So, um, okay, uh, one that we can all relate to: The Goonies. Ah, <gasps> oh, I forgot about the Goonies. You gotta have the Goonies oh, on there. Because that showed you it was okay to be a nerd. It was okay to be an outcast. To be an outsider, absolutely. Little little known fact, Chris. Every time, and I mean every time at the end of that movie. You cry, don't you? I, at the moment where, and I'll tell you the exact Sloth moment this. Love Chunk! No, no, it's, it's not that one. It's the one where Data's father... Tries to take a picture of him with his invention, and yeah. it doesn't work. And Dave <clears throat> says to him, "It's okay, Dad. You can't hug a photograph." And his dad says, "You were my best invention." Aww. It makes me tear up See, every single mine time. Mine is close to that because you know what tears me up? Where he looks and he tells where Chunk walks up to Sloth and he goes, "Okay, you're gonna come and live with me now." Aww. And like Sloth's like, "Uh huh." Like he can't fathom that he's gonna have a family now. Oh my god! I yeah. wanted to see a sequel like those two at Hanukkah. Little cone on like his a little yarmulke on there, and they had to like make his specially. And, but no, and a lot of great actors came out of that movie. You got Josh Brolin, uh, Sean Astin, yeah. uh, Samwise Gamgee, yeah. uh, and the rest, and the rest, and the rest. <laughs> and the rest. <laughs> All right. Well, I've, I've already expressed this enough. I can't. I can't uh, 
Flash Gordon. Yeah. Flash Gordon. Shaved every one of them. Flash Gordon for me was the epitome. I actually went through. I went through a VHS. I burned it out. I watched it so much. I burned the VHS. The out. tracking was all messed it was up. Terrible. And you're, you're, you like, could not get it. I had to get a new one. Squint your eyes to look oh, at it. It was miserable. But I watched it so much. And I watch it now, and I'm just like, oh my god, this movie is miserable. <laughs> it's so horrible. But it's, it's such so an awful good. movie, but it's so good. It's such a campy, awful yeah. movie. All right. Um, Tombstone. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good cowboy movie. Val, skinny Val Kilmer. Um, let's see. We've got uh, Sam Elliott's I'm in here, it. Huckle. I'm here, Huckleberry. I'm here, Huckleberry. And the guy who played Hicks... Is it? Yep. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's Michael M- Michael Bean. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Um, also, little little known fact. Um, freaking, oh, what is that guy's name? Um, um, I can see his freaking face, but I can't see. And Hudson's right. in it too. Hudson's in it yep. too. Oh my god, see? you're right. That's right. He plays Virgil. Mind blown. Huh? Who, who's it's a the good guy movie. From, I can't. Even, oh, Billy Bob Thornton's in it. That's right. Billy Bob Thornton plays bit role. The, bit role. He plays a very small role. It's the one that that uh, Wider beats the crap out of in the first bar and throws him out. And he comes him. back with a shotgun, and you hear him. He goes, "He's like, well, he's like, well, Mike Clanton." And he looks, and there's Doc Holliday. He goes, "Doc, I didn't know you was back in town." And he, got this, and he goes, "Oh, I forgot you were there. You may go now." Like that. And he <laughs> sends him along. So great. Love that movie. That was that for me. That was such a great yeah. cowboy movie. It, it is a good but cowboy movie. But the good thing movie. about it was that was not during the era of the cowboy movies. This was like in the 90s, and you didn't have... You had some, but... What's like, funny, you had another Wyatt Earp movie come out. A that's a year ago. Called Wyatt Earp with uh, Kevin, Costner Kevin Costner and uh, Dennis Quaid. I never saw that one. Dennis, it's good. It's, it, it's, it's not bad, but... It's weird that happens when you have pair <clears throat> movies that are almost yeah. the same. Like Red Planet mm-hmm. and... Uh, the, the, Trip to Mars. Was yeah, Tri- Val Kilmer was in one of them. And Red Planet and, and Mission to Mars. Yep. Yeah, it was like the same time they came. Out. It was, well, yeah. speaking of Kevin Costner, I also chose The Untouchables. You've yeah. got Sean Connery, oh, yeah. Yeah. Kevin Costner, Robert De Niro as as Al Capone. Just a- I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want his house burnt to the ground. I love that movie. Yeah. and it's and it was based after the the sixties TV show, but. It is a great gangster movie. It's yeah. you know, the, that epitome of them putting this mishmash team together, but they're actually able to do stuff. And they're actually able to get at Al Capone, and it's fun. Sean Connery plays Sean Connery. Basically, he's James Bond with a <laughs> with a hat. Isn't that just like a guinea to bring a knife to a gunfight? You know, <laughs> so love good. that movie. All right, this is the the two, last two that I have. I'll, Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai. Basically, Dances with Wolves meets Samurais. Tom Cruise is hired by the Japanese government to come over to Japan. And they've you're getting emotional talking I, about I, this. I like wow, it's like, this is deep. <laughs> so they've already gotten Western clothes. They've had German like scientists come over. They've, had, they've grabbed from each country to come over to develop, you know, to make them the most modern world. Well, the last thing they needed was an army. Who else did they go to better? The one thing that America is known for, we like to fight. So they bring the American... And, of course, um, Tom Cruise was involved with General Custer. Mm-hmm. He was one of the lone so surviving men for, for Custer. So he goes and starts to go against the samurai, 
who are fighting against the government because mm-hmm. they want the old ways. And you have um, Ken Watanabe as let the, them fight as the main um, as the main samurai. Tom Cruise ends up becoming captured, ends up getting to know the families, getting to know everything in there, starts to develop the culture, becomes a samurai himself. And in the end, not really giving anything away, he actually fights against the government. Mm. So, kind of turns tides and everything. Very good. I never saw that movie. Very, very but good. Billy Connolly's like... in it as well. All right. Okay. So, and it looks like they're having, I don't know if it's at all <clears> similar, <throat> but the Great Wall with Matt Damon. No. That's with monsters. Uh, yeah. That's what yeah, the yeah. wall is keeping out, monsters. It's going to be a dragon. It's got to be a dragon. A Chinese dragon. Now, the last one on my list, this is, this is for me, uh, another sentimental movie. Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. So it was the first yeah. an- Batman animated series feature movie. Right, right, right. It was released around <clears throat> Christmas time. I was in high school. Why don't we put a smile on that? And they put a big smile on the bomber. Is that the one? No, no, okay. you're thinking of the uh, the Batman Superman movie. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. But this one, um, you actually start to learn more about Bruce Wayne. They actually go back to A lot where, of flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, a lot of flashbacks of him going, like, you know, learning his martial arts, going, learning his chemistry, you know, his detective skills. And you find out that he falls in love. And he falls in love with this woman. And he actually goes to his parents' grave and is like, listen, I know what I promised you. I know I said what I want to do, but please, let me let me go. I want to, I want to be a normal person. I want to... Andrea Beaumont. Yeah, he's like, I want to live with Andrea. He goes, I, I want to be happy with her. And something happens to where that's not the case. No matter what was going to happen, his path always led towards that road. So for me, you know, being... You know, such an animated series fan that I was. That movie, I remember seeing the theater. I, I never could have been more excited. So, that for me, I'm I'm just thankful that they had done that. Awesome, awesome. Um, well, Lando, you got rapid fire. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we've been yeah. on here for a while, but big Coen Brothers fan. All right, okay. Love the True Grit gem. Mm. Great. Mm. I love I love the way they speak in that movie. That movie was closer to the book than, than the original was with John it? Wayne, yeah. I, I just I, I love the way they do it. I love the way they speak. I love the uh, the charisma and the, and the some of the, the, the dialogue that they have in that movie. Uh, as well, Big Lebowski. Yeah, okay. The you know, Jew. that is a movie that I have never seen. It's it's really enjoyable. I, I enjoy it quite a bit. It's, it's kind of a movie about nothing. It's, it's just kind about of just kind your of opinion, man. Yeah, man. It's just like your opinion, man. Also, very good. These are all kind of movies. I these aren't my favorite movies necessarily, but there are gems that I think you've maybe forgotten, but they're really good. Okay. Uh, let's see. The Fargo, kind of dark. Oh, also Fargo. Kind of yeah. like, oh, like wow, but, the juxtaposition of don't like, you a murder, know. and then like oh yeah he's yeah he there's another body over there yeah he was kind of funny, yeah, looking. funny looking. And uh, she's pregnant, mind you. Princess Bride. Oh, uh, right? I, I, I was just going to say that. I don't think you know what that means. I don't know think that what it means, what you're thinking it is. <laughs> Anybody want a peanut? It's just so silly. It's just a yeah. silly movie, mm. but it's great. A little side note with that, I actually learned. Andre the Giant was in such pain while filming that movie. You know, in the end, when he's holding the princess, she's actually on guide wires. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he couldn't was actually he? hold her up because he was in so much pain with his joints and everything like that. Yeah. He's <clears throat> I'm just a side button. That's right. All right. Uh, Prestige. Oh. Very good. Very, very good movie. I never knew if I was going to be the Prestige or not. <gasps> such Wolverine and you, Batman. You Wolverine and Batman. Wolverine and, and Alfred. And, Alfred and, and, and Black Widow. And no, Black here's Widow. the thing with that movie was I actually had to look at that movie. I had to watch it a couple times because I'm like, well, how does he get from there to there? And why is that guy dead? And David Bowie. 
and David, oh my god, and David But, Bowie. like, I didn't understand that. But I was yeah, like, so his soul right. transmits into another body, and there he's well, fine. And well, that's or the thing. We, don't, we, don't, we never know. We don't know. You never know if he's going to be the V for Vendetta, also very oh, good. Oh, you mean five. Five for, <laughs> five. Five, five, five for Vendetta. Five, five that's for where Vendetta. his name comes from. He was in cell number that's five. That's true. Very true. Five for Vendetta. Uh, I think, I think uh, others will agree with me. The thing? John Carpenter's The Thing. Let me tell you. After watching that movie, I could not... Because I was young when that movie came out. I had to sleep with a TV on and or in my parents' bedroom for like three days. Because I was like, no. No, because I couldn't trust anybody. <laughs> Did you make them take, get blood Did samples? you make them get, yeah, take the blood test? Not, it, you it didn't go that far, but I mean, <laughs> it, it, it got to that point. Just like Aliens Defining that, for me, uh, the thing defined its own genre. Yeah. Uh, Groundhog Day. Oh, very good. I mean, I feel like it's gonna sound strange, but I think that's my favorite Bill Murray movie. And, and I think Bill Murray will say that. His, you know that's what? His favorite Bill Murray movie. You're not alone because I'll say to you, I, I honestly think that probably is my favorite Bill Murray. You movie. see his full range of acting. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he goes from like hysterical guy to arrogant to being like really deep and like meaningful. And you know, he tries to kill himself multiple times in that movie. He, and, and I love he's like, dramatic. I'm a god, and he's just eating all the food. Yeah, and there's funny moments, and there's like I can't die. Dramatic. Yeah. It's all great. It's all rolling great. down the window of the cops. He's like. Hey, can we get three sodas and, and some <laughs> flapjacks? Flapjack. Hey, is it too early for flapjacks? You know, I love that. What stuff. do you say? So great. What yeah. do you say, you little brat? You have never thanked me. You have never. I'll thanked see you me. again tomorrow, maybe. <laughs> you know what I loved about it? Somebody actually, um, there was an interview with with Stephen Tobolowsky. I don't know if I don't know if you're familiar. No, he's no. the guy who did Ned. <clears throat> Needle knows Ned. Now with Ned, Ned the hit. What they were gonna do with Ned? Um, now of course that movie is directed by. Uh, Harold Ramis, yeah, yeah. Harold walks up and he's like, "Well, now, Ned, um, let's <laughs> let's try to figure out what we got." And all of a sudden, Bill Murray cuts him off and walks up to him and goes, "Let me see what you're gonna do." Just like that, like straight face. What do you got? And he starts doing the zings and the bangs and the boom, bing. bing. And all of a sudden, Bill Murray looks and goes, "All right, you can do that. It's funny." Like that, and walks off. Like he he just all of a sudden became like this douche. Like he walks up and he goes, "Let me see what you got." Bill Murray, I don't think it's all of a sudden necessarily. <laughs> he's just all around the clock, dude. I don't know if that's an act. Yeah. So, but for here, he said, he goes, that was the most terrifying moment of my life. Here comes Bill Murray, looks at me, and Bill Murray's huge. And he looks at me and he goes, what are you going to do? Like that, and he does it, he goes, all right, that's funny, and then walks away. Whoa. And my last one is Mystery Men. Oh, yes. Super Jim. Yes. Yeah. Never, nothing's ever been made like it's Such a nope. campy movie, but good God, is that movie it's good. So I shovel. I shovel. I sh- my God gave me a gift. <laughs> I love. And you've got a great cast. Yeah. Ben Stiller, William H. Macy. You've got Paul Rubens. Yeah. Um, Janine Garofalo. Yeah. Yeah. You have Jeffrey Rush playing the villain. The in there. And and I love Greg Kinnear as Captain Amazing. <laughs> the... No, you're a moron. You're a moron. You're a moron. <laughs> Hilarious. I, I agree, and especially now. With the fact that we have all these superhero movies mm. out in theaters, I mean, it would don't be forget a... about Kel. Oh yeah, from no Keith Keenan and Kel. You can't look at him. I'm the only invisible, but no one looks at me. That's right. That's right. Uh, this you would be saying, such a great. No, I was just saying this would be such a great time for a movie like that now because we have so many superhero. Oh my movies. god, I just realized a, something. A parody movie would be great. What? What, what did you realize? We're the Mystery Men of Podcasts. We are the Mystery Men of Podcasts. <laughs> that's what. That's that's what I'm gonna. That's our new handle. We are literally like mismatched of everything because. No, Dad. No, no, I will not tell them that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, by all means, please. Let, let, let the, the tail wag Let the tail wag the dog. No, that's, that's fine. <laughs> that Jeff, was my list. Jeffrey, are you, are you smoking the dope in there? What? No, Mom. God, Mom, you're cheesing me off you're so me bad off so right bad. now. Uh, <laughs> to be your enemy, one must be your hero. To it, be your, what? It, you got to be my hero to be my enemy? It, is anyone else finding these sayings a little formulaic? A little convoluted? You know, if you want to go up, you got to go down. If you got to go forward, you got to go backward. Um, agreed. The uh, master, your anger. What? Must anger my master? Yeah, that's it, right. <laughs> and he looks like, mm. So, um, listen, you guys listening out there, do you have a list of movies that you're thankful for? We want to hear about them. Email us at justusnerdspc at gmail.com. Uh, drop us a line on our Facebook page. Drop us a line on YouTube. Drop us a line on Instagram. Drop us a line on our SoundCloud. There page. it is. All right. Got them all. Got them all only it? only took me 29 shows oh, to learn that. Oh, did it. Um, all right, so let, let's as we kind of wind down the show, let's let's uh, round out everything with uh, toy box. All right, so we got we got two that we're going to talk about, and we've got two to two out. announcements, and then and then we got a what's in Chris's loot crate. Can't wait. So, um, so I'll go real fast through these. Uh, so two two toys that are coming out that just kind of caught my eye. That you I was showed me these. In. These are just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, yeah. The, the first one is the um, uh, masterpiece uh, Megatron uh, MP thirty six. I love that they do that. It's MP thirty six. Well, it's, it's masterpiece. I guess it's the thirty sixth of the masterpiece. Yeah, but it sounds like you know, like a new military weapon. Like this is the Megatron MP thirty six. Standard issue MP thirty six Megatron. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you, you need a Megatron, are you saying, are you uh, operating are you a Megatron deficiency? Yeah. Um, then this might be your toy if Does you don't... It talk? It, it, I don't know. I, I don't know, but it, it looks pretty damn cool. Uh, if you don't mind, you know, paying the low, low price of $229.99 for this action figure... How tall is this thing? As Lando's eyes suddenly become huge. How tall is this? Uh, so, so this guy is about 12 inches tall, uh, and it's a, it's a rendering of the... That thing better go and make me breakfast for $229. <laughs> yeah. Does it turn uh, into an actual working gun? I think I don't know. Maybe it does. I'm, I'm not God. sure. Um, it, it comes with a lot of accessories i think and just a lot of goodies from the there's not a lot of description right now on big bad toy store as far as what you get from it so i'm just looking at the graphics uh, it looks like you get multiple face plates that you can you can place uh on megatron so if you want to give him a laughing expression and they're made angry, of platinum uh and they <laughs> must be made out of platinum yeah um yeah, the masterpiece line is this for the true Transformers co- collector. You, uh, if you want to go cheaper, I would, I would say probably look at the uh, the Combiner War series. You can pick up a toy there for about maybe between question. twenty and forty. Does this one actually transform? Yeah, yeah, it does. Tra- uh, transforms into the uh, Walther the, the, P38. Well, yeah, Walther P thirty eight, just like in the the comic book series. Does it uh, show it? Yeah, yeah. So we got a picture. Look at this. Little little larger than you know if you're a, if you're a gun That's expert. A gun. It's a little little larger than uh, it's a James Bond gun. That's the, he <coughs> that used, is not that Walther. He uses the the Walther uh, P thirty eight, but yeah. that's not it. Well, I mean, it, this one comes with a scope and with a silencer. No, so even without it, that's not it. Well, I'm going to trust you because you're the firearms expert. So if you say it's well, not... but here's the thing though. Did you guys ever notice when you bought Transformers? Heaven help you if you lost the guide on how to transform them. Oh God, yeah. Because it took you like 40 stages, and I'm like, I, I don't know what it is. They're like, is it a truck? 
I have no idea. <laughs> it's it's only gotten worse. And I've told you, we've talked about this before on the show. Whenever I do buy Transformers now, I just leave them in their robot form and I never turn them back in. So <laughs> there, it's the Transformers robots who are robots. Yeah, yeah. It's, they're, they're, they're it's not, not worth it. They're not even in disguise anymore because I just I can't remember how to turn them back into it. So. Um, yeah, is it expensive? Yeah, it is. Will I? Will I? Yeah. Uh, will will you I be pa- buying it? Personally, will I pass on this? I probably will, just because it, it just the, the price is it's too cost prohibitive. But this is a good looking figure. Well, I mean, this like is it a, comes with battle damage. Comes with all different kinds. It, of stuff. You can, if you want to recreate his appearance from like in the Transformers movie after his big battle with Optimus Prime. There's chest plates that you can put on him that give the kind of cracked uh, appearance. Um, so I mean, yeah, this is if if you're looking for the definitive Megatron figure, uh, I would say this is this. I would get this. Uh, there's a lot of third-party figures out there. So these are other companies that make Transformers figures. That if you're looking for something that's nice, kind of high-end, but mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't have the sticker price of two hundred dollars. Right. Looking more for like a hundred dollars, you can. They're out there. So you this can find is the them. hot toys of Transformers. The, yeah, this basically. is the, yeah, this is the hot toys of Transformers. This is this is made by a company called Takara. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so good looking figure, worth a mention. Uh, it you know fun to look at. I don't know that I, I'll probably be buying it. Um, what else you got? Um, eight more eighties nostalgic, Chris. Oh baby, the Masters of the Universe. Oh, that's amazing. So we have uh, this company called Super Seven, which is three different swords. Got well, and I, and I'm just showing you the He Man. I'm I wanted to to, to show you uh, that this company Super Seven uh, actually has. So they've got He Man. They've got I saw the Skeletor. Uh, down there. Skeletor. Uh, they have. Uh, I'm, I'm losing my place. Uh, oh man! Do they have uh, matted arms. Do they have a cringer? Do no, they have... no, oh, no, no. I saw a battle cat go down. No, no, not not yet. Actually, oh, let, yeah, me, let me let cat. me do this. I'll, I'll show. Let's sure. go to let's go to the Super Seven and Masters of the Universe Modern. There you go. And no, let, me just, let me just go here. So um, let's just click the crap out of everything. Yeah, yeah. I've now you're just on the main page. Now I'm on the main page. So these while anyway. I'm, while I'm looking for it, the, these figures retail for about. Fifty dollars a piece. So again, Woo! yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking real sticker shock Good here. God. Um, so you know, let me let me. You know what's the... even worse? I could probably get an original. There we go. Masters of the He-Man, Universe figure. Ram Man for less than that. Tila and Faker. Those are the oh, ones nice. that they're they're opening with. Nice. So I think one of the reasons for the high sticker price is is that you get a lot of accessories. We get Ram Man too. You get well. It's fifty dollars a piece, not no, for no, the no, set. No, no, no. But I'm saying they have Ram Man. Oh, they have they have Ram Man. I don't really remember Ram Man, but he was a little guy who would ram crap, and he, he looked like a giant spring. And the original toy it had a spring. You put him down, and he just they, they've fly done all over the place. a really good job faithfully. They re- look great recreating the likeness from the cartoons. I love they do the three different swords you know, and the different, different swords, and... alternate alternate heads. Uh, if, and what's neat is each head is a represent a representative of. The comics, the cartoon, and the strip. Yeah, if if you're someone who's a big fan of Masters of the Universe, this I mean, this probably would be something. You know what I would like? I wish they had a Dolph Lundgren head. <laughs> Put a little uh, little tribute to the '80s uh, Masters of the Universe movie. Uh, they did two figures for the movie. Yeah, so I had a, a Blade figure. Th- you know, so this. Um, this line, it looks really good. Uh, again, I'll probably I'm not as uh, a huge fan of Masters of the Universe, and so between well, that I and, the, am, and the sticker price, you know, might be a bit cost. Like I said, I am a, I'm a, I'm a Masters of the Universe fan, but I will tell you, I'm not spending fifty dollars. 
Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Super I'll 7. wait for them to reboot the cartoon again, and then the new figures will come You're not out. getting my money. No, no. <laughs> All right, so as we as we wind down to our conclusion, we go to our last segment of, of Toy Box. Yes! Which is our little segment that we call, What's in Chris's Loot Crate? 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 I hope it isn't crap. Perfect. All right, so as you guys know, um, Loot Crate is a monthly subscription. Um, each month that they do, it is a different theme. And this month's theme was mystical. Perfect. So, everything that equals it, these are little figures, little nuances, little things that you can get only through Loot Crate. Um, certain companies will make things only for Loot Crate. Uh, automatically always equals a t-shirt, and then plus, you know, the other little things. So, we'll, we'll start from my least favorite to the, to the most favorite. All right. So, um, anyone a fan of Elder Scrolls or... Okay. Yes. All right. Really? So the yeah. pin that you always get, this one is in Elder Scrolls Online. It's it's the oh, alignment okay. pin. Yeah. And what's cool about it is actually having this pin, it has a code on the back. You can run the code through the game, and it'll give you more maps. Oh, cool. So they have the little things that go with it. So as a t-shirt, since everything's being mystical, what movie was just released this year? Just this month, actually. Like a week or two ago. Doctor Strange. Not just that. Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts and oh. where to find them. So now it talks about the Obliviators, which are basically the auras of America. So now it's it's a poster basically saying, recruiting now, everyone can, you know. What, what do the Obliviators do? What's the their... auras. They, they hunt out the dark wizards and they... they oh, like the Dementors. Justice. Kind of. However, these are the people. Like Mad-Eye Moody was an aura. Oh, 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 oh so, okay. All right. That little little nuances, like I said, little little things like that. I like that. That's a good shirt. You will be appreciative on this one, James. One of it was Big Trouble in Little China. What did they give me? The first issue of Big Little Trouble Little China meets Escape from New York. I've yeah, read this comic book. We talked about this actually on an earlier show. That well, here's the thing. So Do you remember the movie The One with Jet yes. Li? Okay, that's what this is. You and me. They are the same people, just of different Earth worlds. So Jack Burton and Snake Plissken are basically the same the the same person, just different versions of the same yes. person in different universes. Snake so, from Metal Gear <laughs> Pretty much. So but you know, I love this comic, but it's really cool. And this cover is actually an exclusive loot crate comic. Nice from from Boom. 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 Alright. And here is my all-time favorite. Q Fig did it again. Aww. I get a little Doctor Strange yeah. from the movies, Aww. and he's got his little, little, you know, his little disc of protection. Oh, that's adorable. Isn't he? They, they do all of these. I've seen one. The one I'm going to buy next, they actually have an Aquaman, but Aquaman is standing on the head of Cthulhu, and he has, like, this little crab, and he's, like, standing there with his trident, and they have, like, a little Superman, um, and he's standing on, like, the, the Daily Planet. And then a Wonder Woman, and she's got a model plane of the invisible jet and has her, like, running around through him. So they, they've kind of kiddied him, but it's really cool. That it's is really cool to have. He's casting little spells. You know, how adorable is he? He's you adorable. Know? He's absolutely adorable. So this is definitely... It's like a little one. kid, like, if he's late for school, he's going to use the uh, Eye of Agamotto to turn back time. To try to help him out. Give, give him some extra, yeah. extra five minutes. So that minutes. will definitely be going up. With, with you know the rest of the stuff so perfect um, and what's what else is kind of cool oh anyone else a fan of uh, Game of Thrones huh? oh anyone? yeah absolutely they gave me my Game of Thrones journal 
it's it's a, it's a sketch pad. So of course we have the Red Witch. The night is dark, right? And full of, and terror. full of terrors. And on the other side has her real form. Ah. So how cool is that? That huh? is that is cool. So I mean, like I said, it's it's little things that they give you, but it's it's the stuff that that we all love. Um, of course, every time comes with their Loot Crate magazine. Basically, what is going on in the world? I actually just saw that they are doing now a Marvel clothing line, Loot Crate. And I didn't get last month's crate because I didn't have time to put it in there. But the one piece that's in there, I bought it on eBay because somebody's selling it and I really need it. It is the Doctor Strange bathroom. <laughs> so now when I drink my morning coffee... You're wearing the cloak of levitation. I will be wearing the cloak of levitation. Fantastic. So I paid a little more money, but I really don't care. And now what's neat about these are the boxes. Now you can take the box and take it apart and it becomes your little magical box, you know? So they do these, these little things to it. Like last month was speed and you could turn your box into a car. Or they have little game boards or you can actually download um, codes and, and all that kind of stuff. So for me, I, I will say this is what, probably one of my favorite one this year. So this one is probably one of the best ones. Very good, very good. And so again, now mind you, your subscription costs about what a month? Twenty five bucks. Twenty five dollars. Twenty five so bucks a month. I get this every month. Um, now mind you, I pay money. I don't get this for free. <clears throat> Loot crate. I would love to, you know, sponsor you guys. <coughs> sponsor. Sponsor. <coughs> <coughs> Help me out. Anyway, um, but it's it's it, like I said, it's it's a great thing to get, and something to look forward to every month because you're like, oh, what's coming this month? And you, you never know what they're going to send. You. Awesome. Awesome, man. Um, well, we are vastly running out of time. Not even running out of time. We have gone past way time, time. Way past the point of no return. So, uh, just a few quick call to action items. Guys, remember, Jay and Chris were taking up the toy bounty hunting business. Yeah. I, the Boba Fett of uh, toy hunting, and you, the Blade of yes. toy hunting. That's from Masters of the Universe. It's kind of an odd one. Not, not Wesley Snipes. No. Blade. I'll be that guy too, but anyway. You got a toy out there that you're looking for? Are you a toy collector? Are the scalpers just cutting you off left and right? Write Jay and Chris. We will help you find your toy. We will locate it for you, and we will assist you in the recovery of said toy. Because that is what we do, because we care. And we will not charge anything for our services. And now, vice versa. If you are a toy dealer or something like that, and you know you've got a perfect piece, and so certain people are looking for it, Come on and let us know, so that way we can put that out there, so we can help you make some money. Drop like, us a line, like we say, bring money. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, we're going to have in the near future. We got our interview with uh, Jamie Engel coming. I can't up, wait. It's author, be a great author of great some interview. great young adult books. Uh, we're going to have our first meeting of the Nerds of the Round Table. That's going to be a fantastic time. Very, very excited for that. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Guys, take part in the conversation. Make sure you email us at justusnerdspc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Like us on SoundCloud. Like us on our Instagram. Uh, like us on YouTube. Uh, and just plain like us. Just say... Really like me. Now, and you know, and the thing is, guys, like we try to say, this is a conversation. I, I know it's just Jay and I talking over here, but we'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to know... You know what you guys think. What you know. What you got. What's going on in your nerd world as, as well as our little bubble. That's right. Absolutely. Honestly, guys, I wanted to say this has been a great show. I want to thank our our guests that we've had today. Oh, fantastic! We've got to thank them, Spider Gwen, the amazing Amy, and of course the amazing Lando. So thank you guys so much for being on our show. It's been a great time with it. 
Well, folks, that is all the time we have for this episode of Just Us Nerds. We've just chartered a space flight out of here aboard some kind of freighter. I don't know. It's called the Aluminum Falcon or something like that. Dude, I've seen it. It's a giant hunk of junk. Oh, crap. All right. Well, until next time, remember, always let the Wookiee win. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye and take care.